Well, good afternoon, everyone. It's me, Dave McMahon, and welcome to another episode of Unleashed, where we talk with exciting, interesting, informative, fun people, and we have a blast on the show. Unleashed right here on 4680q.ca, also on 4680q.com. And if you ever miss an episode, you can go to the 4680q.ca or, as I said, 4680q.com, and you can listen to past episodes of Unleashed with yours truly, Dave McMahon. The show is also podcasted on Spotify and all other podcast platforms, so you can get it when you want it. And uh, I'm really excited about today's uh, guest and today's topic. I know absolutely nothing about Uh, today's topic, which is uh, robotics, and uh, (laughs) with us now is Liz Tai, who is going to explain all about robotics for kids. Kids are building robots, and they're learning so much. Liz is the director of RoboThink Niagara. Uh, I want to also mention that the Unleashed podcast is brought to you by Niagara mobile rust proofing so check him out online niagara mobile rust proofing get your car or truck rust proofed it'll really prolong the life of the vehicle liz welcome to the show hi dave yeah hi everyone thank you for inviting me here it is my pleasure. So I thought maybe we could start with yourself and maybe you could talk about where you're from and maybe we can even talk about some of the food that I enjoy that I'm sure you enjoy as well. But I know we're going to have to touch on robotics <laughs> because that's why you're here. So let's talk about your background. Okay, yes. So um, so as Dave introduced, so my name is Liz, uh, Liz Tai, and uh Actually, like uh, I just returned to Niagara region uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And then Niagara for me is like my hometown in Canada because I came to Niagara region uh, when I was in high school. So my first landing place is actually St. Catherine in Niagara region. Okay. So I, yeah, so I went to school, like uh, Holy Cross uh, Secondary School. Yeah. And then after that, you know, because I that time I came by myself actually, so I met a lot of great Canadian people. I yeah, so with... that's brave. <laughs> yes. You were very brave coming here alone. Well, I thought it's really interesting, right? Although that time I was young, but I always feel you know, it's have the opportunity to go outside. So originally I'm from Taiwan, uh, but really to get out from the island and actually go somewhere, right, in North America, it was like a dream. Although, of course, as young as you are, you encounter different kind of challenges and so on. But I was so lucky. That meets so many great people in Niagara. That's why, although like after school, I went to Waterloo uh, for my university. And then after that, um, actually go on a journey traveling around the world. Yes. Very exciting. Yes. So, yeah, besides that, a little bit more. And why do I decided to do this? It's also because I always love... I like a lot of things, right? Besides culture, meeting friends. Music. Music, yes, yes. Art, painting. Actually, that's one of the big reasons I want to come to North America because that lets you express, right? A lot of creativities. Um, but um, at school, when I went to Waterloo, I actually studied math and computer science at the beginning also. And then after, ended up in biochemistry, biotechnology. So really, very technical, scientific, like STEM background. And then after that, I involved in different kind of cultural activities. And then there's opportunity actually to go to Japan that time for my graduate studies. So I take an art trip to Japan 
and then ended up uh, was stay there for a long time. But what I always like to do is deal with children, with kids, and so on. So after my graduate school in Japan, I actually worked in many different multinational companies for a while. And then because of that, uh, have even more opportunity to meet people's kids, and then uh, learn a lot about all different kind of things. And after that, traveling around, the reason why to come back to Canada is also well, I have a boy who's eight now. I just thought Canada is such a wonderful place, right, for yes. kids to grow up. And then so I uh, I decided uh, to put down my like multinational company career and then come back to Niagara region. Um, you know, to enjoy the nature of the people, and so on. Yeah, Niagara region is such a beautiful place. Right from Niagara on the lake, as you know, right down to Niagara Falls, St. Catharines, and everything in between. Beautiful. We have beautiful people in our Niagara region, and so many fun and exciting things to do. Yes, for sure, right? So that's why even coming back after so many years, right? I meet so many new people. I see how is the region grow. And then there's so many like different people with different uh, cultural backgrounds and then all the families growing and much more needs, right, for kids also. Yeah, so, so actually, so that's why um, even beginning when I come back, so my, for my son, um, he's, he is really like in the area, that time he was still like grade one or so. So he's really into like math, science, you know, building things, Legos, like many other boys. So I really want to give him an opportunity to have even more chance with kids to work on these kind of activities. But I, like many parents, right, I was looking for something good for him. But unfortunately, I couldn't find any. It seems like nowadays, school is promoting robotics, STEM education also, uh, also coding, right? But at the same time, usually need to wait a bit, bit like until they are a bit older. So maybe like grade seven, grade eight, then you have different kind of activities. But I just feel like, why do you need to wait, right? Because children, when you're young, you can learn so much. And then your creativity, the potential is so great. So that's why uh, with everything, right, I'll come together, personal uh, passion and so on. And then kind of get to know the, the business, RoboThink. And uh, it's actually a franchise business. It's actually starting in uh, Chicago before. and So that's where RoboThink was initially launched yes. as, as a franchise in Chicago. Correct, correct. Okay. Yes, so they launched in 2015 in Chicago first. And through the years, actually because the program is really, it's not like just like once off, right? But it actually have a very strong curriculum that involves STEM, which stands for science, technology, engineering. And sometimes we add A for arts and then um, like mathematics. So besides that, it's also involve uh, robotics and also coding all together. And there's different levels, different kind of themes, activity for kids. So that's why, um, although starting around 2015, starting uh, as like a mobile business in Chicago first, but now it's actually uh, expanded everywhere in the world. So we are in like 24, 25 countries, still growing. So more than 50,000 kids actually over the world is actually in the, the robotic program uh, of Ro- RoboThink. Wow. The, the organization or the business of, of uh, you know, RoboThink uh, is humongous. I didn't realize it was that yes. huge and it, it's in so many different countries. Yes. So it's actually, uh, but for Canada, I'm kind of like, we're counting, we consider something new. And because every person who involved in the RoboThink team is really trying to run the school differently, so we're using the material, 
right? Uh, the we call cells, the the toolkits, robotic kits, and all the curriculum. At the same time, develop that uh, lesson plans and program that's suitable for every market's needs, right? So that's why I think it's it's a great program. It's exciting. It's fun. Kids can learn a lot. But at the same time, you can make something special. Uh, like for me, Niagara is my hometown, like in Canada. So really want to develop something for people here that fits every parents and family needs for for that. Yes, and you are succeeding at doing that. So many people are putting their children in RoboThink to expand their minds and give them something fun and exciting to learn because learning can be very exciting. How young uh, will you accept the kids? What is the youngest child that you personally have uh, mentored or taught Mm -hmm. in your program? Mm -hmm. So our program is for kids from 5 years old until 14 years old. Uh, so right now the younger kids, some just turned five, and uh, yeah, it's always great. Sometimes I feel a lot of things is beyond age, right? You can see how creative they can be. Now the parents are staying with the children in some situations, or no? Parents are dropping the kids off at the course uh, at the brick and mortar center where you're holding the program and leaving is that correct or in some cases the parents will stay with the ch- child yeah for most of the program I actually encourage parents to leave kids there because we found that for young kids <laughs> sometimes you know when parents are wrong they are more uh, dependent uh, so when parents are not there right they can actually do much more than what they can they, they, they can imagine so it's always the, the parents will drop the kids off, right, for the class. And then at the same time, before the class ends, we always want the parents to come back to see what the children actually build. So, you know, kids always proud, right, to present to, to parents or grandparents what they build. So they can take a look, take pictures, understand what's going on uh, before we need to take everything away and put it apart. I really like that, how the parents come in at the tail end of the class to be able to appreciate and understand what their child did while they were there. And they can look at the, the, the robots that the kids made. And by the way, thank you so much for bringing a dog robot to the 4680Q studio today. Uh, I was able to get the tail to wag, and uh, I think it's 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 absolutely wild. Yeah, That's thank so you. Cool. So, yeah, I love this, this dog uh, robot, robot, too. Actually, some of the program, in our program, there's different kind of build. So besides the like, typical classic type of robot, right, or like machines and so on, we do have, like, we build animals, like insects, all different kind of things. So it's a lot of fun. And then I always believe the most efficient way to learn is when they're having fun, right? You, you don't even need to push them to learn, and they can just jump into it. And then once they get into it, the potential is unimaginary. Yeah, you know, I can imagine. Now, how many kids would be in a workshop? Is it dependent on that specific age group? Or is, you know, is there a bit of a variance on class sizes? Yeah, so actually our program is really flexible. Uh, so usually, like some classes smaller, some like bigger, but we always make sure there's a, like a, another trained teacher in class. So usually for younger one, um, yeah, the teacher to student ratio is is high, is high, like so it's a small small class size, right? So usually we have you know, four to six students, one teacher, like that's like average to help out. So for example, uh, we run program in different locations and different style. Also, um, actually we are starting. Uh, 
a program in McBain Community Center for the full term starting this Saturday also. Right so, here in Niagara Falls yes, at the McBain yes, Center, right yes, on. Yes, so actually um, like we started this spring and then the program in McBain uh, in Niagara Falls was really it's a success. We got a lot of positive feedbacks and it's really amazing to meet all the you know, talented kids and family. So we are doing it again, right? We, we had it in summer and now in fall. So, so for that, uh, for the program in Niagara Falls, we actually divided to two age groups, five to seven, and then eight to 12 years old. So in that sense, really depends on the mix of the student. We always make some small revision uh, to suit the class needs. And we also have programs, for example, in different library as a workshop, like one sort of thing. So we run uh, three workshops so far in four dairy. And then we also like have other activities in like, say, Niagara Lake Community Center. And now with the new location, so there will be even more like after school weekend programs. And, and uh, also we have the summer camps, right, which is also small size. Um, and we are going to have a birthday party coming up also. Yeah. So you're 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 doing private birthday parties as well, where that's going to be really exciting. I mean, for the kids to do something different. Yes, yes. So it's actually uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and then uh, so it's a two-hour session. So kids can go in for the first hour. They will have their and their friends can build robots and then play with it. And then after, parents do have enough time to celebrate. You know, have a cake cutting or open gift and so on. Very, very good. Now, do you have any uh, kids taking private lessons? Are private lessons something that you offer? I imagine it's a possibility. I'm just guessing. Yeah, so um, since uh, we are starting right now, but gradually we're actually having uh, like more like a membership program. It's like no sign up fee, but basically just like if you're interested to learn a combination of robotics, coding, and STEM all together, uh, we have this program that uh, is customized for every kid's. So in our class, even if there's like a couple kids like sharing the same time, but there will be like specific uh, like assignment assigned to them. So their progress and everything really depends on their performance. So uh, we will have like a tracking and a file for the kids. So the parents can also understand how they progress. And in that sense, we also want to make sure they actually learn what they need to know before they progress for the next step. Excellent, excellent. And so, again, these kids can start as early as five years old, up to 14 years of age. Yes, that's correct. But what do you find is really the, the most popular age group that uh, seems to uh, be interested in, in learning about robotics and, uh, mm -hmm. and STEM? What would be the, the most popular age group? I know that's a wide spectrum, five years to, to 14, but if you, if you could narrow it down, would you say there's more younger ones between five and 10 or not necessarily? Yeah, so I think because the, the term robotics can cover so much, right? So different age group actually different uh, have different interests in different part of robotics. So right now we actually have a lot of young kids like from like five, six up to like seven, eight, right? So basically right now I think five to ten is most of our students. So you will see the younger one is not really, uh, they don't need really to remember uh, like say details about okay, I need to put this piece into this hole or something, but it's mainly give them concept of, you know, how, you know, the, how the, the cells, which means like a, a block can rotate, what's the angle, what's the relationship between this piece and this piece, and the observation, how things can be built, and also solve the problem, because often when you're building something, you always run into a problem, right? So be able to focus, build something, 
and then trying to think outside the box in terms of problem solving. So uh, I think that's a skill that can develop through the age group. So five to six or five to seven, the younger age group, they are very good at imagine something outside the box actually. And then for the older kids, they got into a bit more mechanical and technical part. So even taking my son, like he's eight right now, as an example, and many of his friends, right? They would be more interested in terms of like gear ratios, right? How is this gear tied to it? What's, for example, uh, in the camp, they actually did a, like a drill scope. It's basically something they, they read in the book. So they will think about it and trying to figure out how can we create something like that. So I, I just feel our program is flexible in a way, like every lesson you introduce something, but then different age of kids will take out different things. Yes. <clears throat> you know, you brought up something very important. It teaches kids how to focus. Yes. Teaches them how to focus and to pay attention and uh, the sense of accomplishment and learning. I mean, this goes way deeper than the actual art of learning to build a robot technically, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, there's all sorts of other things that that are gained through this. Yes. You know, increasing the child's concentration just in the endeavor of the task of building the robot itself. Yeah. So, thank you, Dave. <clears throat> actually, great. You bring it up. It's actually one of the intention why I introduced like robotics STEM in this like young age is also I believe it's, I also don't want, because I love it myself, but also I don't want everyone to think it's something dry, you know, like uh, something really technical. It can be fun and expand much more. So as you mentioned, like starting from focus, from observation, from creativities, from how to, you know, think about it, the problem solving. And then also, well, like, how do I communicate with others even when they are involved uh, in a group project? And uh, also in our programs, we also encourage them to, for example, if they create their own robots, try to explain to, to us your concept and so Yo. on. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to read something that I grabbed off the, your website. Okay. Um, so RoboThink, world-leading STEM education provider, offers fun, innovative robotics coding programs for kids. Thank you. Very, very well put. Thank you. And uh, there was something else, too, that I, I thought was excellent. Um, I don't have it in front of me. But for those that don't understand the whole robotics thing and, uh, and coding and STEM, can you explain coding? Explain coding. Yeah, so coding, I think this day people talk about coding. But coding is actually something you can apply for all different things. It can be, probably people can imagine basically sitting from computers, right? And then sometimes you put it into different directions and build different kind of can be a games or like a direction. So the way I take coding uh, and also why thing is that I feel if you just learn like uh, coding, it can be, a, it sounds really dry. Actually, I was... Uh, well, I mean, coding sounds very dry and very technical. Yes, yes. Actually, like I was saying this because like beginning, like for my university, when you take computer science, right, for coding that time, I feel, oh gosh, this, although I love math, but it's coding seems dry. But now I think is the kids now is lucky. Uh, we have much more different kind of uh, curriculum activity going on. So for us, coding is basically uh, starting from a concept, a logic. Say, for example, if I build a robot first, right? And I say, okay, um, I want my robot to turn right or left, 
right? Or going certain movement. Or, or you want your robot to wag its tail. Yes, yeah, for example, yeah. Perfect. Okay, much yeah. like the robot you brought here to the studio today. Yes, yes for, yeah, so take the, the dog, the wagging tail, for example. I can say, okay, so if I code it, right, what do I need to come first? Is it like uh, just wake all the time? Or how long do I want to wake? Is it like how many degrees to the right? How many degrees to the right? To the left. So it's really a combination of different logic and to put in a more systematic way. So, wow, the amount of consideration that is brought forth to determine exactly what you want that robot to do. And this is all done in the initial coding stage. Yes. So it's really the logical thinking that's behind it. So it's not saying, okay, I need to only do this language. But it's really the way of approaching question or problem and to break it down to see how are you going to put it in the systematic way to solve uh, the problem or to... Like, uh, to achieve the result we want to have. So that's a step one. So that's why uh, for us also, for robotic coding and so on, it's always start that. It can be a fun game. For example, we have some, uh, actually we have another uh, coding pro like uh, class coming up in November. So for example, we have a fun class called um, Fortune Telling Cheeseburger. So it sounds fun already. Fortune Telling Cheeseburger. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, but then overall idea is really trying to make the program fun. But think about, okay, for example, if I say the cheeseburger, you create something first, right? There's an image going on. But what do you want the cheeseburger to say, right? How would you like this to say it? Then we can consider the word you want to put in, what happened, like, so the action will happen. So again, I think in this beyond, you know, really focus on language, but then to put the logic of the way you, you think about things first. And then all the coding and then other language things kind of add on into it. It's wild. And five-year-olds can catch on to this? Well, I think coding is a little bit... We usually encourage a bit older. Maybe a little six, bit older. Yeah, okay. probably six, seven. Uh, but for robotics, because it's much more hands-on, right? So in a way that that's younger one can start. It's not saying five years old cannot do coding. But in a way that why a bit older is just that they are probably more patient, can sit down a little bit longer, right? And then to, and also depend, like par parents probably don't want the kids, especially younger one, to spend more time in front of the screen, right? Uh, so it's different consideration. That's why for coding program, we encourage a bit older one uh, to start with. We do also have a STEM coding and robotic program that's uh, starting from six years old. So in that lesson, it's really a combination of building robots and the simple code, right? How do you make this robot move in a logic way? And then I learn both the mechanic engineering part and the code that need to get involved. Incredible. <clears throat> Incredible. And how do you make the robot talk? I mean, this is all, you know, and, and does the robot have an accent? Yeah, well, or what sort of voice does the robot have? See, I think that's actually the fun part, right? So and do robots have genders? Well, that part, that's your creativity. Where yes, your creativity that's all in the coding. Right? That's all in the coding, right? Yes, so in the coding part, so well, first, the build too, right? Depends on how you want to build it, like to express, you know, certain character of a robot or so on. And then the personality is the code part can lead into, yeah. So I love to see the robot every time I go to the Mandarin in Niagara Falls. 
I take my grandkids to the Mandarin, and the robot comes over, and my little two-year-old grandson, Benny, he loves it because the robot takes us to the table. Right, right, You know, right. It's, it's all around us. Yes. So I think, like, with this uh, these days, right, there are so many things involved AI, robotics, and different things. So it's actually not, doesn't need to be so technical. It can be really start from everyday life. You think about things, you approach things, like, differently. So... That's also my, my passion, really, to bring this fun learning and make STEM into every people's life, starting from young age. That's really what I want to achieve. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're an educator, you're an entrepreneur, you're passionate, and uh, you're a people person. Yes. So, like, for me, really, um, I think for a lot of things, uh, no matter what I do, I think passion is very important. And since young, I've had this dream. I want to build a school. Um, is really, I always believe every children has the potential to do something great. And then we don't need to limit them, right, in certain area. So really just trying to introduce a more variety of activities, program for them. So once they have the opportunity to experience it, then they can figure out what they are really interested in. Um, so as mentioned earlier, right, so not saying say, oh, okay, now they start the coding and robotics or STEM then they need to be always focused in this area. But it's really build them to have the way of thinking, which can take them everywhere. Take myself as example. I have a science, like, very engineering STEM background. But I also only mention I work in multinational company. But then because of this background, actually, uh, I was lucky. I got an opportunity, ended up in, like, a marketing consumer research innovation uh, direction. Uh, so it's not because, you know, anything else. But everything I learned uh, academically... It's actually kind of prepare me to work on different projects related to people, related to consumers, related to marketing, everything. So the application being so wide, but it's always start the point that, you know, don't limit yourself and try to experience as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And talk to us about the toolkit. I mean, do kids get a toolkit or is it a communal sort of toolkit that they're sharing how does that work okay yeah so our <clears throat> toolkits as i should day, right so we basically yeah, like because you came with a toolbox today yes. <laughs> so it's really like a, like engineering right that like you carry a toolbox with you yes so inside so most of our program uh for these kids like uh the tour kids we call robotic kids inside have different pieces uh and like gears like beside the building blocks right gears exos electronic pixels and so on uh so our program, because this has so many things inside, is enough for two kids to build something together. Together means that sharing the kit together, but at the same time, every single kid will build their own robots. Um, reason why we want every kid to do it, so that it's not one rely on another, but they will be able to encounter the problem together. And usually, sometimes, especially for a new, uh, new student, beginning is challenging, right? They're not used to it. But after, once they actually build something themselves, the, the sense of achievement and confidence is so great, right? To see what you built actually play. So, yeah, so, and all those uh, kids, like, so on. So all the material, basically, for the lesson is included uh, in, in the tuition. So we don't, if you want to come to our class, uh, you don't need to pay anything else, like, for materials. Now, do, can you talk prices about the tuition? Can you take us through that, please? Yeah, so it's really, uh, yeah, it really depends on the program we have. Uh, so... It's hard to give like specific things, uh, for, but for example, uh, the program we run in uh, McBain Community Center, we're starting this Saturday. Every class is uh, less for one and a half hour. 
So it's actually a lot of like learning. One and a half hour, ninety minutes. Yeah, ninety minutes for each sessions, and then uh, we have a different program length. And this time is actually going from going for seven weeks. Uh, so every Saturday morning for seven weeks, we do have eight weeks programs and six weeks program. Uh, so the price range, and then also yeah, we have four weeks also for the summer. So the price range really depends on on uh, the style of the class, and then um, how many minutes and. Yeah, so there's a you different know, factor. Give us some idea as to how much it would cost, you know, at the low end to do minimal, and and where could it go? Mm-hmm. So anywhere from, give yeah. us some price if yeah, you would so mind. Yeah, so for example, the summer <clears throat> program, how can we have about four four week program? I think yeah. that time, including tax, everything in McBank Community Center is about one seventy, and then uh, yeah, it can go up to two. So right now, for the eight week one and a half hour program, is uh, two hundred seventy including tax. It's extremely reasonable. It's uh, so really, as mentioned, so we include everything and kids have got a chance really to build and so on. And in each class, we have trained teachers. Um, so we make sure every kid's got enough attention and enough support. And we encourage them to do things themselves. And there's also flexibility, depends on, yeah, depends on the the level of them and so on. So we encourage them to create something more than that. So How long does it take you to train a teacher to facilitate what you're doing. So ballpark, any sort yeah, of estimation? Yeah, so so it really depends on experience for, for the teacher, but all the teacher we have, um, one of the, the basic requirements is they have experience working with kids and they love kids. Uh, so through that we also besides the actual training, so we have a few days of like also actually building and so on, like so breakdown in two weeks. It's also have in-class like kind of training. So we'll come with a more experienced teacher together with another like assistant teacher. So they can build up their um, experience and understanding robotics and so on. And some of them because they have like uh, like computers or engineering background themselves. Uh, so the length will really depend on individual. But there's certain standards uh, they need to fit to get a certificate to be a teacher. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there's some prerequisites, yes. and then they've got to get some intensive training. Yes. And they've got to have the right personality. Totally, totally. A background in early childhood education might be useful as well. Yes. So yes. So I think I totally like. Uh, yeah. If anybody, I think as the day go, we actually will be interested in like more teachers as well. Uh, so yes, if you like kids and background in early childhood, is totally uh, a bonus for that. Uh, but as they mentioned, I think personality is really important. Um, yes, because you are, we work as not just told them what to do, but also work more like a facilitator because you need to build up, you need to pull out the potential, right, of each kid. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you had mentioned before about the kids being dropped off and the parents not staying because the parents could get underfoot and, and the kids sometimes listen better when their parents aren't there. Yes. They yes, truly so. do. They listen better yes, to someone you else. so many examples right to prove that yeah now are you finding there's more boys than girls uh taking the program or is it a real mix so um i think it probably because it's robotics right so in general thinking um it's more for boys so the fact is yes we do have more boys uh versus girls that's why um i actually want to encourage more girls to come out as well because i miss so many talented little girls as well right um, that's why, like for for the fall, I'm actually open up program is robotic STEM for girls. Um, it's also after talking to different parents, we found especially for younger girls, sometimes they got hesitate 
a bit when they are like surrounded by boys, right? They can be so talented, but at the same time when everyone is playing, they will be a little bit like shy out. So that's also intention uh, I want to do. I hope this uh, program can come together. Uh, really, just to, to encourage girls to come together. You know, and, create and if kids are a bit introverted, mm -hmm. you know, coming to these workshops, I mean, they're talking to other kids as well, mm -hmm. right? And they're interacting. Yes, yes. You know, yes. so it, it's really helping them if they're a bit shy to come out of their shell. Yes, and another cool thing is that because uh, we, we do got a lot of young, like uh, shy kids also, but some of them, because what they're interested, they're building their own thing, they have their own time, but at the same time, when they build, it's naturally they will start sharing things with others, um, and you start seeing there's a friendship grow, right? And then how they can more comfortably uh, talking about you know what their idea is, and sure, the you know two young two shy kids all together but build something great. There will be a nice conversation and also friendship build. I want to send a shout out to a friend of mine who also is a big fan of yours, Liz. His name is Kevin Jack. Oh, hi, Kevin. <laughs> so I want to send a shout out Thank to you. Kevin. What an awesome man he is. Yeah, he is. He's awesome. Yeah, I really think like both, uh, both uh, his, uh, his girl and boy, uh, they've been our programs. I, um, I think another great thing is actually be like starting around his program is also to meet a lot of great parents and then who, you know, share a lot of things together. So this really, like I, I want the robotic programs, like STEM program, RoboThink, really to become more like a community together, right? People have shared the same interest, same passion, yes. and then send idea about you know providing this uh, like environment, camaraderie, and the friendship. Yes, yes, is exactly. there and the, the positive yes. socialization and yes, yes. you know and, yeah. uh, and confidence, confidence, uh, gaining confidence too. The kids are gaining confidence by doing this. Yes, yes, and um, also that's also one of the big reason. I mean, while I'm. They continue uh, to have a program in different community center, and then hopefully for school partner as well. Um, I like I open this um, like education center in Saint Catherine. The aim is really to create this environment so that kids will feel you know coming back, coming to learn STEM, learn robotic coding is such a fun thing. It's really yeah. So so for that we just have a soft opening this summer. Uh, actually, we're going to have a grand opening for the RoboThink Niagara Education Center, which is on 210 Martindale Road, St. Catherine. The grand opening is actually coming this uh, Sunday, so September 17th, from 2 to 5. So once again, the grand opening for RoboThink Niagara is this coming Sunday yes. in the Garden City of St. Catharines, and the address is? 210 Martindale Road. 210 Martindale Road in St. Catharines. And uh, w the time again is yeah. going to be? So it's going to start from like 2 o'clock uh, till 5 o'clock. So we'll start with a short like ceremony, like an opening ceremony. And then through the whole three hours, we will you have a chance to come inside to see what we have. And there's all different kind of robot display. So like similar, something like small as uh, the dog we show here. Or like something as bigger as like... Uh, like scorpion, helicopters, different things. But at the same time, kids got a chance to actually try to touch it and then to build, touch the robot pieces and to build their own robots just to experience the fun time, right? So they can get their hands in there to some degree. Yes, they, so we will have like demonstration and then also have different stations set up. 
so kids can go inside and try to build something simple and play with it. Now, these small robots you brought with you today to the studio that I'm looking at right now, mm-hmm. they have a remarkable resemblance to Lego. Yes, so I think for Legos, there's all different kind of building blocks, right? So the main purpose is uh, the same ideas about putting things together. But for RoboThings, uh, we have our own blocks and so on. It's just the dimension, the design of each pieces give you much more potential to build something greater. So um, it's, you can see like uh, the design of it, like they have different angles. The rotation can be 45 degree. So it's much more into it. So yeah, come and check it out. You'll be able to see it's actually similar to Lego in terms of what they're building block. But at the same time, the potential of this, we call cells, um, can really lead you to build something greater, similar to engineering, but it's big enough for young kids to put things together. I mean, does the question of having a high IQ come into play here? Do a lot of these children need to have a high IQ uh, in order to uh, succeed in this endeavor with RoboThink? I mean, what if the kid's not that swift? I mean, can you can you help them, you know... Uh, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, so I really feel like for IQ everything, I think it's a measurement, right? Depends on certain things. Right. But I don't know how you can really like measure everything like exactly. So the whole intention is really to bring opportunity for kids to try. And sometimes you'll be surprised how much they can do when they actually have hands on something. And you give them a little hint to put things together and how much they can learn and grow from there. So I think it's not really a matter of like IQ or so, but it's more of, you know, have the interest to touch something and then to grow, to learn, to feel curious and to build more things from so, there. Yeah, so parents don't need to worry, oh, I don't know if my child is, you know, intelligent enough to do that. I mean, I'm sure there could be people thinking that. And, and that alone is going to hinder the kid from being able to express themselves and be imaginative and, and learn this application. Right, so I just feel like, because uh, every kid have their own like, interests and so on and different potential, and sometimes we shouldn't give them like uh, definite things, right, before actually let them the opportunity to try and explore more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you brought a couple of the robots here, as I've said multiple times already. Uh, one is a dog, and to care to tell us about the other one uh, that you have brought with you here. So you've got another robot in your hand now. Yes, yeah, so uh, besides the weekly tail dog, uh, those men- <laughs> like Dave's mentioned, so uh, today I also brought uh, here like two most popular robots in our program. Uh, one, this one in my hand, maybe some of you have seen uh, in our booth if you run into RoboFake. So this is actually a soccer bot junior. So it's built in a way that uh, you can play soccer with that. So for that, kids can use like gears and motors and everything put together and actually have a soccer match with it. That is so cool. What are some of the other things that you children have built at the workshops, give me some idea. Yeah, so better robots, so besides the soccer bots, right, uh, next to it, like today we also have a night robot. Um, so night robot is actually just like the style, it's like a night sitting up. And I think quite cool, starting from there, I also have some students build a, like a, a Mario, like Super Mario figure. Okay. And then, uh, so we also do some animals. So besides dog, we build like different spider. The dancing spider is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> they dance in a funny way. And then also we have like more scary Halloween. We actually have a program also for Halloween. We build like more scary spiders. And there is also like we build snakes and then elephants and up to like big helicopters. And to Mars, we have like curiosity, right? To detect what's going on on Mars, right? 
uh, a rover landing on Mars to see. So there's some different mechanics involved on that. And something if you get into more, right, uh, more advanced part, is also we build robots that can shoot base, like basketball. And then even like uh, for, we build roller coaster for amusement park as well, like a Ferris wheel, um, bump, bump car, and go car. So all different kind of things. So it really depends on the things and also the level of it. The, yeah, you can build almost everything you can think of. Yes. I mean, I'm sure there's conventions that people can go to. I mean, I'm sure this is gigantic. I mean, once it gets into your blood, yes, kids are going to stay, you know, with this for a long, long time. Yes. So yesterday, <laughs> I was actually building with my son, though. So we did some a few gears, right, for transmissions, right, for car, and yeah. then also like some piston, right, for how is the engine works. And then another exciting thing, I'm really looking forward uh, for the future for RoboThink Niagara, is because RoboThink is such a international organizations, right? So uh, in some countries, they're already starting having those international robotic competitions. Uh, I hope that, that in the near future, we can actually have a Canada, like Niagara Canada team, right? To meet uh, other kids in other countries and actually present, you know, how talented and creative. You have to initiate this. You're, yes, on, the, you're yes. on the right path. Yeah, I, that's totally the, the next step to go. Yes. Yeah, because your passion is unmeasurable. I mean, you are so perfectly you know suited for this thank you i really excited right like every time i talk about this you can tell <laughs> oh yeah no that's great okay so let's go back to the open house again let's reiterate some of these details and get the message out uh robo think niagara has an open house this coming sunday which the date is september 17 uh, from 2 to 5 p.m and the location is 210 martindale road st Catharines. So, yes, so welcome everyone, really, to come uh, with your, like, families, friends, just check us out. So it's free admission, plenty of parking, people can stay as long as they like. Yes, or if you are, have busy schedule, I know some people do, just pop by, right, and then just to see what's there. Maybe kids can have a touch to see what kind of robot is like. So we will have, as mentioned, I have robot displayed, uh, demonstrations. And also, we will also have like information about us, right? About our programs we have to offer. Now, what's the square footage of the the facility? It's close to three thousand. Okay, so it's a good size. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and how many people can you accommodate in there? Like, uh, you could get what a hundred people maybe in there yes. at a time so, comfortably. Would you say? Or? Yeah. So I think really, if just for an open house, yes. But usually. Uh, the reason why I actually want to have big size of things so kids have enough uh, space. If actual program, right, classroom, kids have the space to to build robots, but then also enough space to play. So that's that's really uh, what the space is used for. Excellent. Now, social media. You have a good social media presence. Please tell our listeners how they can find you and RoboThink Niagara on social media. Yeah, so we're actually uh, having a, a Facebook. Uh, so if you can search for us as RoboThink Niagara. So RoboThink Niagara uh, for on Facebook. And also an Instagram account uh, will be RoboThink underscore Niagara. RoboThink underscore Niagara. And you're also welcome to check out our website, which is uh, myrobothink.com and then Niagara. Liz, what what name are we going to give this robotic dog? Do you have a name picked out for the robotic Not dog? Not yet. Why don't you give one? <laughs> I'll just name it. And I'll, yeah, we'll label. Uh, I think we should call him Rex. Rex. 
Okay, yeah. Rex so, the dog. Yeah, Rex, because I just think it's easy to remember, and I think he, he looks like a Rex okay, for some cool. reason. He's got facial expression, uh, so to me he looks like a Rex. Sounds good. We have our first name for our first robo dog. Yeah. Right on. Liz, I want to thank you so much for joining me right here on Unleashed. Uh, it was a pleasure having you, and I wish you the best of success in the endeavor with uh, RoboThink Niagara. I uh, wish you great luck and success at your open house this coming Sunday in St. Catharines. I'm sure it's going to be an awesome success. And uh, I want to thank you for making our show special. Yeah, thank you for having us again. And then I had a great time even just sharing everything with you and all the audience. And I was telling you that my favorite Thai restaurant <laughs> in the Niagara region is Niagara's finest Thai in Niagara-on-the-Lake. And you said you've been there yourself. Yes, I like the spicy one, actually. Yes, the spicy I, fried noodle, that's my favorite. Oh, the spicy <laughs> fried noodles, they're the best. Well, we're out of time. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in to 4680q.ca and 4680q.com. All past episodes of Unleashed with me, Dave McMahon, can be found here on the radio station. Also, uh, Unleashed with Dave McMahon can also be found on Spotify and other major podcast platforms. Uh, Thanks for joining me. Hope you have a doggone awesome day. See you later, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.